This is Reality Realty. The views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult with a professional when buying or selling your home. A big part of the reason that Northumberland County is so popular to move to and live in are the people. And we're going to focus on the people who own local businesses and have local services they provide. And these are the people that help to make living in Northumberland County the absolute envy of Ontario. So how are we going to do that? We're going to Pay It Forward. And Pay It Forward is a special series during this COVID-19 crisis where Northumberland 89.7 FM and Reality Realty are taking the opportunity to pay it forward by featuring and promoting amazing people and their businesses and then giving those very people a chance to reciprocate and pay it forward by directing us to other fantastic people whose entrepreneurial efforts also add value to our community. I'm Dale Bryant, an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and co-hosting with me this morning is my beautiful wife, Carol Ann, and Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And here we go again, Carol Ann. Yes, good morning. Good morning. This is a really interesting topic we have. Yeah, Pay It Forward. It's uh, an interesting series. It's something that I tried to get off the ground last week, but... Some technical issues. Yeah, I was struggling technically, and we got that straightened away here, and so away we go. Trying again. Trying again. Caroline, let's start with our snapshot segment. But it's a much abbreviated snapshot segment this week. Uh, Since there's not much happening in the real estate market at this time, we're just going to give a quick summary by saying sales over the past month are only 50% of the volume we had at the same time last year. And that small volume of sales has taken 16% longer on average to sell. Now, I anticipate that we'll see an increase in listings and sales over the next two to four weeks. What do you think about that, Caroline? An increase. In the next two to four weeks. You got a gut feeling that's happening? Well, the weather's getting nicer, so I think people will start to want to get out. And even though maybe we shouldn't be out and about in the next few weeks, I think that's just going to happen. And so it'll be interesting to see. If your prediction is correct. I think they've had enough of being inside too. I think uh, people are generally becoming impatient or not becoming already impatient. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think um, 
yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Provided we don't have some sharp spike in new cases, I think we're going to see the market uh, get very active soon. And these figures I, I just gave you about sales and time on market come from information off of CoreLogic's matrix system, and that's the realtor component of the MLS system. So, Carol Ann, what about today's mortgage rates? So, a little change in the rates. Uh, Five-year fixed, we can get that as low as 2.54%. And there's been a change in the variable as well. We have prime minus 02 Prime is 2.45% currently, so that would make your interest rate 2.25%. And as always, conditions apply to these rates. Thank you, Carol Ann. And as always, our mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And that is your abbreviated current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. So... Our Pay It Forward segment here. A wholesome boutique market experience serving Northumberland County with fresh, healthy, zero food waste quality produce, as well as unusual and convenient lifestyle to go foods. Where could we find such a gem? We could find that very service and so much more at the market in S'more. An amazing couple. Montana Desjardins and Lucas Cleveland are the owners and operators. And now it's time to enjoy a pay it forward phone conversation I recently had with Montana Desjardins from the Market and S'more in downtown Coburg. Hello, Montana. Thanks for joining me here on our Pay It Forward local business promotion feature. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Montana, the market in S'more, that's a unique name. Can you tell us a bit about it and how it relates to the service you provide to our community? Absolutely. So uh, the market in S'more comes from uh, S'more Bread, which is a Danish style open faced sandwich. When we were traveling uh, the world that we did back in 2013, uh, we went traveling to discover food in every way that we could possible. We got our hands dirty into it. We went into every country, every city. We ate everything we could. We asked questions. We went into kitchens. And we studied the history of the different cuisines that we were uh, experiencing. And now a part of this is when we were in Europe, uh, we discovered Smorbrod. And the history, as it was told to us, is Smorbrod uh, started out as kind of like a blue-collar food where blue-collar workers would take all of their leftovers mm-hmm. and pile it, on, it onto um, what they call Rugbrod, which is a very dense, dark rye bread, and bring it to work. And maybe fast forward to, say, 10-ish years ago, um, chefs started to recreate s'more bread in these immaculate, beautiful colors and ingredients and pretty much put s'more bread on the map in terms of the culinary world. But what we loved about it is that s'more bread is directly in line with our business because, I mean, that idea of like taking all the leftovers and placing it on bread 
Mm-hmm. We're a zero food waste market. Like we love leftovers. We love the challenge of taking food that uh, most people and businesses would throw out and creating something with it because it's at its uh, peak freshness, peak mm-hmm. ripeness. And so, and it's healthy. And so what we want to do is we want to nourish our community with within a zero food waste model. And Smorbrod really represents that. It's also on the side, it's also really fun to create and to come up with ideas as to how to do it um, and what ingredients are we going to use. Now, we haven't served Smorbrod out of the market at this time because we opened for one year mm-hmm. and we are building out that space where we will uh, have our quick service uh, food to go. Um, but we did introduce Cobra to it when we ran the beach canteen in our first year, um, we had uh, uh, like a smoked salmon s'more broad and we had like a more playful s'more broad with Nutella and banana. Uh, but we found that eating an open face style sandwich wasn't very conducive to eating on the sand. So we stopped mm-hmm. selling it. <laughs> for, <laughs> until, for sure. Until, yeah, until we got it, uh, until we can sell it out of the market, which is actually that s'more broad bar, our fresh bar is b- being built at the moment. So we're excited. Montana, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Lucas? Yes. So um, my background is in child development. So I spent many years in the early education field, both uh, across Canada. So in Halifax, in Alberta, in Toronto, and everywhere in between. And Lucas has spent many years doing different things. So one of his passions was working in the restaurant industry, and actually, that's where we met uh, many years ago. And but we neither of us have actual like a background in business or in food in this mm-hmm. capacity. So when we saw the need that downtown Coburg didn't have a location that was selling just fresh produce, we thought, you know, we might be able to do that. And we didn't know what was ahead of us, but we decided to sell everything we owned and moved to Coburg. We packed up our three-legged dog, our baby that we had just had, mm-hmm. um, and we moved here to do that. Now, I don't think it's important that we had any experience in it. I think what we had was just blind optimism and a right. and and understanding that we just we wanted to see if we could provide this for our community and so far it seems to be working. Who Montana, who would you say are the clients that appreciate your business the most? Oh, there's a there's a few different groups. That's a really good question. So mm-hmm. because we are a zero food waste market with very low packaging, we have a lot of the clients coming in that want to support uh, businesses with those ideals. So we have the clients that are coming in that are committed to zero food waste. So they come in, they have all their own bags, they have all their own jars. They don't want to buy uh, fresh fruits in plastic, which is Mm -hmm. why they come to us. Um, They like that our baked goods aren't packaged and wrapped in plastic. And then because we have those hard to find items, we have a lot of the clients who are really interested in different kinds of food. Um, So they want to dig around. They want to find things that are interesting and fun and they haven't cooked with before and they haven't tried before. And I think that's part of the experience is when you come into the market, you will find someone on the staff who wants to talk about those food with them. They like mm-hmm. we're just we're just big food nerds walking around trying <laughs> to talk, talk to anyone who will talk to us. 
And then uh, because we have the healthy to go foods and the fresh produce, we have those uh, families that are putting food on the table and they need quick, easy food that is easily prepared uh, for their children. So the moms, the dads who who are going, okay, I really want something uh, healthy. Um, I'm gonna go to the market and I'm going to cook it up tonight and give it to the kids. All right, here's an interesting question for you, Montana. If you were to go to your computer, right now and find that you have a new Google review, what would yeah. you most like for it to say? <laughs> I think I would most like it to talk about the environment uh, that is the market and s'more and the service. So we sell cucumbers, other people sell cucumbers. We sell carrots. Other people sell carrots. But there is something different about the environment when you are in the market. And there is something different about how we take care of those, for example, cucumbers and carrots. That's what I wanted to talk about because that is what will set us apart mm-hmm. from uh, everyone else. It's our customer service or our customer experience. And um, it's that feeling. People don't come and shop at the market quickly and they don't just toss things in their baskets and leave they come in they smell they listen to the music they ask questions they try samples they want to they want an experience in food and that's where we come in so you and lucas you sell everything you move to coburg you start up the market in s'more full of energy Full, full of anticipation and ideas. Has there been anything that's really surprised you since you've opened up? Yeah, <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> uh, uh, we are. This was just an idea, and so every single time someone calls to place an order, and every single time someone walks into the market, we are surprised. We are surprised at the amount of support at the community i mean when we moved to coburg we moved into coburg right so we were coming from the outside and so Mm -hmm. we took we took three years operating the beach canteen to really get to know the community and you don't know until you're here and i have to say coburg is by far the most supportive community we've ever lived in anywhere we have ever been so that's so good to hear yeah, we're we're surprised we're still open. We're surprised that people want to come, but we're we're also really understanding that we have really good intentions and we want to do right by the community. So I think as long as we listen to our community and we let them lead us to the direction that they need us to be in, I think I hope the market will be here for a while. So that leads me right into my next question. Montana, and that is, you talk about still being open. We're right in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis. How has that affected your business? And how does your business look different if it does right now? Um, It looks very different. So what happened was we closed, when the market was open, we closed every Monday. So we decided uh, to close before it was mandated. And we operated Sunday. We closed that Monday. I took the entire Monday and entire Monday night to pivot our business to online. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was there were hundreds of pictures taken. There was descriptions. There were pricing. Everything had to be pulled 
from that market and put onto a website. And so there was a lot of learning within 15 minutes of, okay, now, you know, I was selling carrots and I was making labels. Now I'm a web developer. So let's figure this out right now. So what happened was we pivoted online and we did curbside pickup. Then we realized that not everyone can get to a curbside pickup. And again, it's listening to the customers and being customer focused and needing uh, to meet them where they are at. So we decided to launch a delivery service. So we looked at our team. We said, let's get uh, a delivery team going as well. And so now what's happening is we are taking orders online on themarketsmore.com and we do next day pickup or delivery and we are expanding where we are delivering to. So we just um, added Bowmanville to our uh, delivery area and we're just kind of figuring it out. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not as much figuring out at the moment as it was at the beginning of the market because we do, are starting with a base, but there is a lot of different intricacies and challenges uh, that we have to kind of problem solve around and keep moving forward. Well, your website looks fantastic. I've been on it. I've I've went through the different pages. It's user-friendly. And for anybody that didn't pick that up, it's themarketsmore.com. And that's where you can go online and find the produce and the foods that are interesting to you and either order them for curbside pickup or delivery. And this is Pay It Forward here in Montana and so we're doing a promotion of local business and just paying it forward and I'm taking it out of my control and I'm letting the people I interview decide where I go to next and who would you like to pay it forward to? I think an important uh, business and person to kind of check in with next is Mary from the Black Cat. Um, We cannot say enough amazing things about her and that entire business and how supportive she has been just to, I mean, just to the market. Um, On those days when she sees us really struggling, she has brought coffee and she's always checking in. And I just think that business to business in the downtown core of Coburg is really such an important aspect to build those relationships so i would pay it forward to her all right well i will be getting in touch with mary soon and speaking of getting in touch we mentioned your website is that the best way for listeners to get in touch or is there another way that is the best way um when you go on the website uh during the day there's also a chat bot so you can speak to myself or jess directly there's also calling texting emailing everyone uses all sorts of different ways so all the information is on google and facebook and uh, we're here and ready well montana thank you very much northumberland county is a fantastic place to live and you and lucas and the market s'more are definitely part of what makes living here so good Uh, keep up the great work and thank you Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, Montana, you take care now. Okay. Bye. Bye now. What great energy and personality. Lucas and Montana, they cleverly reinvented themselves so they can continue to safely fulfill a conscientious approach to the foods we eat during this COVID crisis. Montana and Lucas are also offering a 5% discount to Reality Realty listeners. When you order online you'll see an opportunity to insert a discount code when you're checking out 
So what do you do? You type in forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D, as in pay it forward, and you will get your 5% discount. And remember, the website is themarketsmore.com. You've been listening to Reality Realty, coming to you from one of Northumberland 89.7 FM's satellite home studios. Join us after this break, and we will continue with Pay It Forward. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale and Carol Ann Bryant. Can you relate to any of these scenarios? You're going to move and it seems overwhelming. What furnishings and belongings will work in your new home? Who's going to sort through it all? Who's going to pack it up safely and move it? Where are the best places to get rid of various items? When you don't have space in your new home for something that's very meaningful, how can you keep the memories while still moving forward? Who has the know-how, the strength, the time to prepare your home to maximize the best sale price before selling? We have an extremely busy life. How are we ever going to find the time to do this move seamlessly? Now on Northumberland 89.7 FM and Reality Realty's promotional Pay It Forward feature, we're going to talk with someone who's been a valued contributor to Reality Realty for a number of years. Catherine Gissing from Sage Relocation Services is a very person who can solve any and all of those relocation, downsizing, and staging issues. Hello, Catherine. It's good to connect with you here on Pay It Forward. Hi, Dale. It's always it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. So, Catherine, Sage Relocation Services, how in the world did it come about? <laughs> That's a good question. I've, I've never had it asked quite like that. Sage Relocation Services has been around for five years, Dale, and it came about because... Several years ago, I was in a position where my mother asked me to help her downsize and move out of her large condo in Ottawa into a retirement community. This was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I could, not, I could not help her. I was not in a position to help her. Neither were any of my five brothers and sisters because we lived all across Canada. We all had full-time jobs. We all had children that we were responsible for. We all had demands on our time. And we could not help my my poor mom. And we eventually found a service in Ottawa that helped her downsize and move into her new retirement community. But we couldn't help her. We could only help her by finding this service. And in that moment, I saw what a difference they made to her life and how smooth Mm -hmm. they made the whole thing for her and the value they provided, not just to her, but to our family, who had a vested interest in making sure that she was respected and the whole thing went smoothly for her. And so fast forward to five years ago when my husband and I moved to Coburg and I recognized that Northumberland County had a very high percentage of people that were elderly and there is no service like that in the county to support them. And so long story short is I recognized an opportunity and I formed the company to do exactly that, to help people 
largely seniors, but people in general, through the process of downsizing and moving. Okay, so mostly seniors, at least that's the way your company started. Uh, So that leads me to ask, who are your clients and what are they typically asking for? Mm, Good question. When we first launched the company, Dale, I thought it was going to be 100% seniors. But at this point, I can tell you that about 60% of our client base is seniors. The other other 40% are people that share the same needs as seniors. And they're kind of universal. They are people, sometimes couples, sometimes individuals, who are generally living in a larger home and moving to a smaller a smaller facility, and sometimes it's an apartment, sometimes it's a condo, sometimes it's a retirement community. It doesn't really matter to us. The common denominator is they're moving from some place that is larger with lots of stuff in it to a place that's smaller that has less capacity for stuff. And so what we do is we help them through a process of figuring out what they actually own, what they can realistically take with them, what they should take with them, and then putting together a plan of what to do with all the other stuff that's not going to fit. And it can be a process that takes a couple of weeks. It can be a process that takes a couple of months. There's a lot of variables depending upon how large the homes, the respective homes are, and how many things somebody owns. Mm -hmm. And that's really not it either, is it? Because realtors and sellers are your clients as well. Yes, the realtors and sellers are our clients. And so we often get called upon by people like yourself, Dale, because you and I have had a chance to do a great deal of work together. We often get called by realtors who are preparing to put a house on the market, and they understand that the house would present itself better if it had less things in the listing photographs. And so we often come on board even before the house goes on the market to prepare it for sale by going in and staging the interior of the house, usually with the client's own belongings. So rather than uh, you know going to the expense or having the client go to the expense of bringing in new staging furniture, we actually take a, a very clear look at what the client actually owns and we remove some portion of it. So there are less things in the home, less things in the images. And we move things around in order to highlight the features of a house. And we try to reduce the amount of personality in the room. Everybody who lives in a house has things on the wall and has memorabilia and collectibles that reflect their personality. And what we try to do is take a look at that and reduce some of that so that the house looks like something that a buyer could relate to and connect to emotionally as opposed to walking in and and really being overwhelmed by the personality, the person that lives there now. So we look at it with a very clear eye, trying to imagine what the camera will see and what a buyer would respond to as opposed to um, having it look like the owner that lives there right now. Well, Catherine, I'd just like to say I've been part of projects with you where people are downsizing and I've been part of projects, many projects with you, where we are getting a home ready for sale. And every single time I've seen your work, the clients have been incredibly grateful. And you have brought so much value to the table. It is, it's really good work that you're doing there at Sage Relocation. I have... Thank you, Dale. Oh, you're welcome. I have a, I have a fill-in-the-blank 
that I'm going to ask you here. And okay. Because quite often when, when you're a business and you know what you have to offer, sometimes people don't know, like with the staging, they might understand you to have the downsizing relocation component, but they might not understand that you have the staging component as well. So I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank about a service that you have to offer. So the the sentence would go, you're either thinking in your head or you're saying it loud, if people only knew about blank. I think the most common response to that would be if people only knew how labor-intensive downsizing is, they would call us before they try to manage it themselves. We often meet people after they've gone through a move, after they've gone through their own downsizing exercise. And if I had a nickel for every time somebody said to me, if only I knew you were available before, because people get involved in trying to manage it themselves and they realize what an overwhelming task it is, or even worse, Dale, and you'll know this to be true as a realtor, sometimes someone takes a look at their home and the condition it's currently in. They want to move, but they can't even imagine how they're going to get out from underneath the albatross of the existing house. And so they don't because they start to realize the task is just so big, they can't manage it. And mm -hmm. so my answer to the question would be, the, the fill in the blank is, if only people knew that downsizing services were available to help them prepare to bring their house to market, they would feel the confidence in knowing that they had an option other than doing it themselves. Great answer. Great answer, but maybe so great, it's going to make this next question difficult. <laughs> So that this is a little you gave us a little bit of a misconception about you know how difficult people might think it is to downsize or help help someone in their family downsize. So my next question and and I'm not going to allow you to use the same answer, but what's a common misconception about either relocation services or staging services and how do you tend to address it? So I'm going to answer staging services. I'm going to take option number two from that question. I'd say the misconception about staging services is that there's an expectation that staging means bringing in new products. And there are staging companies that do exactly that, and they do a wonderful job of it. They have a whole inventory. They usually have a warehouse somewhere full of contemporary furnishings and artwork and pillows and linens. And what they do is they empty an existing house of, of its existing inventory, and they bring in their new. And that is one model of how to stage. And it's a good one for the right situation. We take a different approach. We try to work within the parameters of what a client already owns so that they're not shouldering the budget of bringing in new product mm -hmm. for rental that then sits on the market for as long as it takes to sell the house. And so our model of staging is working within, working with the client's existing inventory. So what we find is that when we go into a home that someone's lived in for 10, 20, 30 years, they have lots of stuff. The problem is they have too much stuff. And so we look at it very clearly in order to subtract the things that don't add value to those photographs. We take furniture out. We take personalization out. We take the excess stuff out to reveal the house, not 
the person that lives there. And so we, our version of staging is a subtraction process as opposed to an adding process. And mm-hmm. by doing that, it respects the client's budget. It also brings it to market earlier because we're not having to remove everything, find storage for it, and then backfill with new things. So it's a little faster, it's a little less expensive, and maybe it's as effective as bringing in new furniture. I don't really know that one's better or worse. I just know that that's the model we work with, which is not commonly what people think of as staging. No, we see we see on television uh, sometimes when it's staging and, you know, every like you said, all the old stuff comes out, all new stuff comes in. Sometimes it involves renovations, but... I, I totally agree with you, uh, Catherine, about that. And that's that's why we work so much together. Here's a question for you. Uh, when work gets demanding, there's typically a moment when you're reminded, ah, that's what I love about what I do. Can you, sh- mm. can you share a, a general or a specific moment that resembles what I just said? Uh, I have lots of moments, Dale, and I'll tell you that the the common theme in all those moments is that when we are finished a project, when Sage has finished a project, we don't simply get thank yous from clients. We get heartfelt hugs. We get letters of appreciation. We get testimonials, not just from our clients, but from the extended circle of the people that love them. We hear from their children. We hear from their financial advisors. We hear from their power of attorneys. And what we hear is we couldn't have done it without you. And I'll I'll tell you a true story is the very first project that we did five years ago was not a complicated project. We were simply helping an elderly couple move from Coburg to Toronto. And at the end of that project, my client, who happened to be an author, gave me a copy of his book. And on the inside leaf, he, what he wrote to me was, to Catherine, to our new friend, thank you for setting us free. Wow. <laughs> to this day, Dale, that is the reason why we do it. What yeah. we do transforms people's lives. It's not just a trans- transaction. It changes their lives. It allows them to move forward to a stage of life that they could not have done without our help. And that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's changed our lives, everybody's life recently, is COVID-19, the crisis we're going mm. through. How has that affected your business? And what are you doing differently these days, if anything, differently? <laughs> Oh, well, we're doing pretty much everything differently. First of all, we put the company into hibernation very early on when the uh, provincial government made recommendations that they were reducing, restricting access to retirement communities. We virtually went into hibernation because at that point in time, the majority of our projects had to do, had to deal with people moving into or out of retirement communities. Um, and we had a handful of projects that did not involve that, and we were we were able to honor them and handle those, and I'll tell you how. But uh, we essentially streamlined all of our operations. We went down to a skeletal team, and it's only now, May 4th, that we're starting to come out of hibernation because the province has released some of their restrictions. But what it meant for us is that we had to understand that we had to respect the fact that When we deal with our clients, we're dealing very personally with them. We are in their house. We are handling all of their things. We're working very intimately with them. 
we're packing their things, we're unpacking their things, we are arranging for donation of their things. A lot of those things were shut down. Donation centers were shut down and are still shut down, so we can no longer donate things. We had to be very careful about being close to our clients because of physical distancing. And so the only projects that we decided to fulfill over the last six or seven weeks were ones where we knew that we could either have clients on a different floor than us, so they would give us very clear direction or we'd come to clear agreements about what we were doing. Mm -hmm. They would be on one floor of the house, we'd be on the other floor of the house. So that works for us. We also go in now with a skeleton team. So rather than a full team of three, maybe four people, depending upon the requirements of the job, we'll now only ever have two people on site. And again, they work at opposite ends of the home or in separate levels of the home. The staff is fully masked. They're wearing booties. They're wearing gloves. They're wearing masks. They're physically distanced. And um, we take distancing from each other really personally and also from our clients really, really personally, which means that the client is usually not in the house or in a separate part of the house. So we work very differently right now. And I think in the future, I think that's our new norm Mm -hmm. in the short term. As far as the horizon that I see, Dale, is maybe two or three or four months out. And I think we're working exactly the same way. Yeah. I think, I think in a number of ways, this whole crisis has made a, a number of us better and look at our best practices and make best even better. So Catherine, this is a pay it forward promotional feature. And who would you like to pay it forward to? What local business? First of all, I love this feature, and I can think of no one more deserving than Mr. Ken Prue. And Ken is the proprietor over at The Loft in Mm -hmm. Coburg on Division Street. And for any of your listeners who have not been there, they need to look it up and they need to go and visit. Because The Loft is a very intimate little cinema where Ken curates the movies that he brings in. He curates the live entertainment he brings in. I think the theater holds maybe 60 or 70 people top, so it's very small. But he knows his film culture, and he brings a, a personal understanding to everything he does. We often go and... He'll, you know, he'll wander up to the front of the room and he'll tell you a little bit about the director or the history of the film and then he runs it and often there's a little dialogue or debate at the end of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And so I would recommend Ken Crew at the Law. Well, I will be getting in touch with Ken. And speaking of getting in touch, how can people get in touch with you, Catherine, if they're interested in downsizing, relocating, staging? The easiest way, Dale, is really through the website or old school through telephone. I still I still prefer talking to clients. And my phone number at work is 905-717-3624. Or the website has a full outline of our services plus by email contact. And the website is the word sage dash relocation.com Well, Catherine, keep up the great work and thank you for taking part and Pay It Forward and thank you for being part of what makes living in Northumberland County so good. Thanks, Dale. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. All right. Take care, Catherine. Bye, Dale. Okay. Bye now. Just a great person and an excellent service. Don't forget to find Catherine online 
for your next move. Or if you know someone who will need help downsizing or looking for a hands-off moving experience. You've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break and we will have our final Pay It Forward phone interview. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale and Carol Ann Bryant. And Carol Ann, final interview. Yes, this has been great. I think it's excellent that people that live in our community hear about these businesses. Some businesses people will be aware of and others might not know that these services are available to them. So this is excellent. Yeah, people will become f- more familiar with what they're, what's available to them all of the time and the business and services available f- to them through this COVID crisis. So yeah. good stuff. Well, our next Pay It Forward interview is with someone who is very well known by many of us in Northumberland County. We have Greg Baxter with Results Marketing and SEO. If you have a small business and realize the value of optimizing your online presence, this is a conversation you're going to want to hear. Hello, Greg, and welcome to Pay It Forward. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. And Greg, your company is Results Marketing and SEO. How did your company begin? Ah, okay. Thanks, Dale, for asking. My company began with a passion that I had for graphic design since I was a young lad. And I graduated in college uh, from graphic design with a little bit of marketing. And I had my own business uh, locally, offline, which I used that knowledge in graphic design and marketing to grow my business. Mm -hmm. And that information I took and used to help a few other of my friends that were starting businesses at the time. And uh, back then, there wasn't the website so much, but then I noticed websites showing up as a marketing tool, and uh, everybody knows what a website is nowadays, but over the last decade or so, it's really become a prominent method for for marketing nowadays, and it's pretty much the best one for, for most businesses. So recently, I... Based on that information, I started uh, researching uh, new skills and new skill sets that were important to help people rank their websites higher um, and be found by their customers when they're searching for for different services and products. And from that, I thought, well, you know, there's local need that the businesses could use. And uh, so just this spring, I launched uh, Results Marketing and SEO to target local people, uh, businesses and organizations that could use these services to help get them found online. Excellent. And yeah, the the website now, I think the website's the new business card. Wouldn't you agree with that, Greg? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and the thing is, you can do so, do so much. It's not just a very small way to, you can, there's all kinds of information you can add to your website, not just your name, address, and phone number that most people think of as a business card. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's lots of topics you can cover. So Greg, your clients, who, like, I don't mean names, but what type of clients, who are they typically, and what would they typically be asking for? Uh, so basically, uh, clients really uh, could be anybody and everybody. It mostly, is, I would think most people that get the value would be local businesses or organizations 
that have products and services that they want to sell to people or, or if it's an organization just to make them aware of the organization and, and what they can do with that organization. So it's basically anybody who's looking to have their products and services found online by people locally searching for those specific products or services. So it's basically, it's kind of wide open to anybody who's looking for that to be found online as a business. So online, anybody with a website that wants to improve it or anybody without a website that needs one, I guess. Yes. Those two situations are normally what I come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could, it could be uh, the fact that the person who has a website uh, did well for a while, but finds out now that their phone isn't ringing as often as it used to be. And that can be the fact that their website has sort of slipped in the search rankings and their competitors have come in and have done a better job with their SEO search mm-hmm. engine optimization. And that now these people aren't basically on the first or second page. And that's most people who search won't go past the first page in the organic listings to find what they're looking for. So pretty much if your business is on the first or second page that you're not going to get the, the new clients that you used to. Yeah. And, and you mentioned SEO and that's part of your business name. And you mentioned SEO is search engine optimization. I think most of us have heard of SEO. Are there any sort of myths, a common myths about SEO? Well, there, there could be. We'll just go over it quickly. So SEO is the practice of optimizing all the content on your website, or it could be a digital asset such as your Facebook page or whatever. And you're trying to, to let the search engines know really specifically at what your, your site or, your, or your, what are your services that you're offering. And what I find with, with SEO is a lot, of, a lot of people think that SEO is an easy thing to do. And there are parts of it that are, that are straightforward and can be implemented sometimes by the average person. But there's a lot of technology in moving parts now that, that you need to be aware of a whole bunch of different processes to actually get found at the top now. So the, I would say that the common myth is that it, it appears easy, but it really isn't uh, when you actually have to apply the technical sides of it to reach the top of a search result. Tell me if I'm, I'm wrong. I think the formulas to get good SEO, they constantly are tweaked. Like they constantly change that the, the approach is in flux is something that's dynamic. Would that be correct? Oh, for sure. Well, you, as you can imagine, there's a new website being built by somebody in the world every second or multiple, you know, if you think worldwide, everybody's putting a page up all the time. And Google has to constantly be aware of that. And they can't pick up everything that happens every second everywhere in the world. It's just, you know, technology's not there. But also your competitors are coming online. There's competitors going offline. Things are constantly changing. You hit it right in the head, constantly changing all the time. So for SEO, we're always trying to learn uh, the newest tactics or if something has changed the way Google is ranking somebody or something. Now we have to be aware of that and try to adapt to it all the time. So what, what, what works one day may not work the next because of the changes in the marketplace. And we don't, nobody controls the search engines like Google, you know, only Google mm-hmm. does. So yeah. you always have to adapt to whatever they're doing. So it's always a change, always moving and changing. You have to stay up with it. So Greg, I have a business and there's a lot of people in Northumberland County with businesses and services that want to be found. So what typically motivates someone like me to contact you to say, Greg, help? What do you find? Uh, well, usually, like we had sort of highlighted a little bit of it earlier, was the fact that 
if somebody has a new business, one of the first things you should be thinking of is obviously having a website or, or online presence through different social media types of things like Facebook. But also, um, those are new businesses. The second part, uh, like we talked about, is somebody has an existing website that it isn't ranking anymore or their content is not on topic with what people are searching for. So you can have a nice, pretty website that exists that looks great, but it doesn't uh, have the content offered on it that their actual customers are trying to find. So you know, basically, if somebody knows who you are already online, they're, they're calling you directly because they know who you are. For new customer discovery or new people trying to find your services, they're not looking for you. They're looking for your service or product. Mm-hmm. So you have to know what the word, you have to know what the terms are that people are using in Google or Bing or whatever, and take those terms and put your content online surrounding those terms. And that's where I sort of come into play because I have software that allows me to see in a specific region that terms are used for a certain type of product or service that's being offered. Mm-hmm. And right now, Greg, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis. And I'm just wondering, has it affected your business at all? And if so, how would it look different? Okay. So um, excuse me. Uh, with, with the COVID crisis, for me, actually, this type of business, uh, SEO and marketing and online is basically, as I said, it's online. So for me, there hasn't really been any negative issues. Um, there has been, because it's all done online, I can still contact customers. They can contact me via Zoom meetings or, or phone or whatever, email. So that hasn't changed. But actually, the industry itself is getting uh, is, is picking up because more businesses uh, are adjusting their income streams to be more uh, available online. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you just used to have, like you see now with restaurants now offering takeout. Well, basically if a restaurant uh, before COVID didn't have takeout, they're going to have to move to at least some takeout to stay, to stay afloat during the COVID crisis. Now, once it's over, I don't think the world's going to look the same as it did before. So what changes are going to happen going forward? I mean, we don't know exactly, but being more uh, available or more seen online for your business is only going to be helpful to anybody who is not already ranking well locally for their proper business search terms. Yeah. And okay. So your business, your industry is doing very well in this crisis, but a lot of them aren't. And as you said, people have had to adapt and that adaption is likely going to carry forward somehow, uh, even after this crisis is over. What kind of advice would you give to businesses that are getting ready for that green light to come on and business to start to roll out again here in Ontario, what kind of marketing advice would you give them? Uh, Yes. Well, I would say that you don't stop marketing. Uh, Try to find ways to reach out to people now. Uh, If you have social profiles, uh, you should be on them promoting your products or letting people know that you're still open for business if you are, if you're allowed to with the government uh, changes. If you're not, allowed to be open then you need to let them know that once you're going to be offering when you um when you open back up and that if you're going to do any marketing online that you should be doing it today because most times a lot of marketing for your website um google doesn't always see it immediately when you publish it they may not recognize the work that you're doing now to improve your business online for weeks to come so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to do something now and you expect it to be you know to change how you're seen online immediately, it won't be always happening that way. It may take uh, it may take time 
for the changes to, to be taken notice of by Google. So you need to get started on it right away to see the benefits from it, uh, you know, in weeks, the months to come. So waiting until it's over and then started the marketing um, will put you behind the eight ball where your competitors may be out there, you know, marketing hard right now to be top of mind with uh, the customers. I think that's great advice, Greg. And yeah, you want to be ready when the green light comes on and you've been, you've been hungry for business. You want to be able to be found. So Greg, this is a pay it forward uh, segment. And who would you like to pay it forward, get, get some exposure to a local business? Oh, great. Uh, thanks for asking, Dale. Actually, um, I'd like to recommend Stephen Delacasa, who is a manager and owner of the Woodlawn Inn in Coburg. That would be who I would uh, like to pay it forward to. Excellent. Well, I will be getting in touch with uh, Stephen very shortly, and we'll see if he's up for an interview as well. And Greg, how can listeners uh, get in contact with you? Oh, uh, great. Thanks uh, Thanks for asking. So listeners can contact me by email at greg at resultsmarketingandseo.com. My website, uh, resultsmarketingandseo.com. Uh, my Facebook uh, my Facebook page is also Results Marketing and SEO. And my phone number is 289-207-2353. All right. Well, Greg, thank you very much for taking the time to be on Pay It Forward on Reality Realty here. And keep up the great work. And thanks for being part of what makes living here in Northumberland County so good. Oh, super, Dale. I really appreciate you asking me this today uh, to be on and wish you the best of luck in all your ventures. All right. Thanks, Greg. Take care. Thank you. Have a good day. I know. Bye. If your business needs to get out of the blocks fast as business in general starts back up, Greg Baxter from Results Marketing and SEO can provide you with that advantage to effectively reach out to future business. And don't forget to find Greg at resultsmarketingandseo.com. Well, Carol Ann, that wraps up our show. That was a very good show, Dale. I look forward to uh, the next time we do this. Yeah, we have two more businesses for sure lined up for next week. Mm -hmm. And we have two more that can easily fill in that third spot. So Excellent. Thanks for joining me, Carol Ann, again today. You're welcome. And folks, thank you to the listeners for spending time with us. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or businesses that we featured on Pay It Forward, or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Also, don't forget about that discount at the Market in S'more. And don't forget to join us next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.